We're so grateful to have Mr. Joshua Crumbly with us. I've been talking with him for pretty much the last couple of weeks, and we're so grateful to have him here on Black Canvas. He is an acclaimed L.A. New York bassist, and he also does producing, and he's a songwriter. Um, he made his musical debut at the age of 10, playing alongside his father. Um, he's recorded many solo pieces. In 2020, he recorded an album, which was called Rise. And he also released an album, which I really love, which is Forever. And he has a lot of music videos out that we're going to kind of talk about toward the end. But I'm so glad, Joshua, to have you a part of Black Canvas. This is really a great honor to have you here with us. Oh, thank you for having me, Jerry. I, I really love what, what you do. So I'm honored to uh, be a part and uh, have a discussion with you. Well, we're honored to have you here. I think it's just great to have new people, new faces, new voices, people out there that are trying to do great things in the world. And I think like as musicians, I think it's important to kind of have your voice and to speak your truth. And we're just so grateful to have just you being able to, to share your music with us and maybe learn more about your life as we kind of go in this interview for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Josh. So I have a first question for you. Um, can you tell me about who was a part of your support system growing up and how did those individuals inspire you to move forward in your career? Yes, yeah, so I am an only child. I'm not spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer, right? <laughs> <laughs> Misconception, number one about me. No, I'm joking. Um, yeah, so I'm an only child and um my mom is from India, my dad from Chicago, and they met in LA. And I always wanted a sibling and never got one. So my dad was a big brother and a dad to me. At this and um, he is a saxophone player. And he used to lead a bunch of bands in the Los Angeles, California area um, when I was young. And he got to be known as the guy that like don't call Ronnie Crumley if you don't want his like three-year-old son uh helping him out with his music gear and watching the gig with his coloring book <laughs> so I used to like be at literally every show um you know uh he he used to do like restaurant gigs once a month and um so anyway I wanted to play bass um like I knew immediately uh upon watching uh my dad's bands and he kind of tricked me into starting piano first, which I'm really thankful about. So I ended up starting classical piano at five. And that was my first instrument and first musical training. And then at nine, I was like, Dad, all right, I'm ready for the bass now. And he was like, okay. So I got a, a little three-quarter size electric bass. And kind of like the first, I was like really, maybe a little bit overly confident um, pretty soon after getting the bass, like I, I was like, Dad, um, I want to join your band. <laughs> so he was like, well, if you want to join the band, um, you, you're going to have to learn about 30 songs. Um, so I learned about 30 jazz standards and some other, like, um, you know, well-known R&B songs because, like, later in the nights, um, you know, we would get to, my dad's bands would get to R&B music when people would start dancing. So it took me a year, and at 10, I started to become his bass player, and, and I was, like, obviously the youngest guy in the band and uh, just learning a lot from from my dad and, and, you know, musicians within the band that I looked up to. 
and sort of like simultaneously at that time, I uh, began playing bass in church, which was a very important experience for me. And the pastors of that particular church are like uh, grandparent figures for me as well. So that was like great to to be doing jazz and R&B with my dad, with, you know, professional musicians well above my age, playing music in church by ear. And then I was also taking lessons at a local music store, um, playing a lot of rock music. So that was like all happening at the same time, which was um, an interesting, uh, I think, way to start. I think that's an interesting mix, Josh, and it kind of goes into um, just at nine years old, five years old first, you said, and then nine and then 10 years old, having those kind of musical experiences. But I love that your dad, you know, gave you the opportunity. And that's just something just in, especially in the African-American community, is something that we don't see as much of. And I love to hear that that's something that you had such a great, strong bond um, with your dad and allowing you to be eclectic and learn different styles of music but also kind of giving you that push of, hey, if you want to be in the band, you know, this is what it's going to take. And I think that's great. I I love to hear that because that just shows you um, how much tenacity you had to to show that I can do this, but that you were great at it, that the other members of the band were like, hey, let's have the 10-year-old here who's going to play bass for us. I think that's cool. Yeah, it's, you know, it's fun to look back on and and speak about, you know, um, you know, so many things happen uh, along the journey and you forget those like those beautiful beginnings that got you to where you may be right now. I think that's great. And that kind of goes back to, like you said, about just appreciating what it took to get to where you are, because there's a lot of musicians, like I said, who had their start in similar backgrounds of like from a very young age uh, being almost like a music prodigy kind of thing, um, protege, you know, this is what I'm going to do and kind of make my career. And I love that. Like I go back to when I was younger, um, remember star search many years ago. I think my, yeah. Or somebody, some artist that my dad used to perform with, I think she was on there a long time ago. Oh, really? Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. I used to love that show. Like that was something I remember like um, before destiny's child became destiny's child, they were girls time on there and, then like Christina Aguilera and there was many artists that kind of had their starts between Star Surge and when you think of Mickey Mouse Club there's so many different shows that were out there when I was younger being an 80s baby and just experiencing a lot of these different shows but it just shows you like if you really want something bad enough you can make a career for yourself and be successful and I'm just so grateful that your dad gave you that opportunity I think that's really cool now let's kind of talk Josh about like if you had the opportunity or the pleasure to be in a room and to record with three artists, you can choose anyone that's either living or who's deceased. Who would you choose to be a part of that dream three? Wow. Um, Prince is definitely one. Then I would say Miles Davis. And maybe, let's see, John Coltrane, I'll pick as the third today. Wow. Well, that's an interesting group. So Prince was first. So let's talk about Prince first. Yeah. Um, I kind of slept on Prince for a while. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my dad was always, you know, telling me about how he 
played every instrument uh, when I was young. And I was like, you know what? I kind of do that. And I have a bunch of friends that do that. Uh, but as I matured and got wiser over the years, like I, I started diving into a lot of his music the past few years. And he's been a big inspiration in terms of like <clears throat> being um, such a versatile producer musician. Like there's not one genre that you could kind of pin him down as um and that's something that i think from my beginnings like i was telling you i started classical piano then rock and jazz and gospel at the same time i feel like i i um really relate to to what prince does it's just it's just music it's not any one thing and i think he's definitely one of the geniuses of mm -hmm. that the world has has seen in, in music so yeah that that would be a dream come true um, in some alternate universe to to be able to work with him and and see his process in the studio and just share the the stage, you know. I agree. I mean, he was a musical genius. Um, I was actually talking to another guest um, a few weeks ago about Prince and just him owning his own masters, um, being able to write for so many different artists when I think of like Shaka Khan and just as many of my list that he's written for, but just that his music is timeless. Like it's just, you can listen to a Prince song and you know, specifically when you hear the beginning of a song, you're like, oh, that has to be a Prince song. It's kind of similar when you hear Whitney Houston saying like, you know, when Whitney's on a track, it's just something special about Prince and his gift. And I think that was a really great choice. Let's talk about your other two artists that you named. So Miles Davis, um, you know, my, uh, Miles' record that my dad had at, at home, um, we had Kind of Blue, and then we also had something else, which was Miles Davis and Cannonball Audley. And um, those are some of the first two jazz records that I, that I would just pick up and listen to from, man, maybe since the age of three or, or something. And what I love about Miles is he does so much with so little. You know, a little, like, um, I feel like no other person can just play one note and it be so impactful. And that's sort of um, a sentiment that I think I, I um, aspire to have within my music is just a lot going on, or a little going, having the capability of of going a long way in terms of, how it may move uh, someone. That's great. I mean, I, I think that's important. Um, it's like the simplicity of even lyrics. Um, I love when there's a singer, songwriter, and someone writes a lyric that just, it impacts you in a different way, or even musicians. Um, I want to go back to Whitney Houston when she did the remake of I Will Always Love You. You Everyone remembers that solo part of the song when she wasn't singing. I mean, it just... It's, it resonates with you and it's just something that, that moves you. And, but I do agree, like with someone who can do so much with so little, that's, that's amazing, um, the connection that, that you can make on a, on a record for sure. And let's talk about our last artist that you chose. Oh, John Coltrane. <laughs> <laughs> like a name that that's all you need to say in, in the story. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> The spiritual aspect of, you know, um, A Love Supreme in particular is a record that I checked out at a very young age. And, and me growing up in church, um, I feel like 
music is so powerful because it can be transportive. It can take you elsewhere and, um, and make you feel more optimistic about tomorrow, uh, regardless of what, you know, one may be going through. And I feel like John Coltrane's music uh, was special in that way to, to take you somewhere. And that is also, uh, also something that I value. um, And I love to hear uh, when people talk about my music, um, if they tell me something like, Oh, it took me somewhere. And someone told me the other day, I just had my album release uh, show for forever. Um, This lady Mm -hmm. was so kind and came up to me and she said, I feel cleansed. And I feel like all of my, anxieties uh, are washed away and I feel like every time I listen to John you know it it it's a, a healing experience in a way so that's that's definitely why I would uh, want to get the chance to play with him and, and collaborate could you imagine all four of you guys performing together or creating something that would be like heaven <laughs> <laughs> That is so cool. I think you did a great job. I know I put you on the spot with those three, but I think that's really cool, um, the three artists you chose. I always tell people it would be a hard one for me to answer because I like so many different artists. Um, But if I could think off the top of my head, if I had to collaborate with some people, I love Tori Kelly. Everybody knows that's my number one new artist. I've been listening to her for many years now. So she would be someone I would love to pick her brain to kind of see, like, what goes into her songwriting. And I've seen her in concert a few times and she's really dynamic. Um, I love listening to her. Um, I love Ed Sheeran. Um, I think like he does so much with so little as well. And then like to see him rap and sing and create. And I just love that style of, of playing and, and singing. So those two for sure will be two. And then I'm going to kind of throw a big curveball. <laughs> Where people are gonna be like, where did that come from? <laughs> but I love, of course, gospel music as well. And then one of my favorite gospel singers from many years ago was Fred Hammond. And I know Tori Kelly, the gospel album, and you know, recently with Kirk Franklin, but Fred Hammond just has such a great voice. And he had a way of, you know, saying certain things that really could help you feel what he was sharing, like no weapon formed against me shall prosper i always remember that song and it always stands out to me um growing up in the church and seeing that that for so long and that experience so those would be three for me i know that's kind of like like ed sheeran tori kelly and fred hammond in the same room would be like weird and crazy but i i love all three you know in different ways but that today those are my three i would choose that was a tough tough question i'm sure it'll change oh it's definitely gonna change next time we talk for sure because <laughs> you know there's the artists like indie who i love or let us see you know with kim i love that style of music as well and then i go back to michael bolton you know someone who i listened to many years ago and loved or jim brickman who's an amazing pianist you know and so i just i love all types of music but for sure like I think those three together would just be like some crazy music, you know, have a good time. But I want to kind of talk about your album forever. And I know you talked about the album release. I think that's amazing that you had that concert and that people were able to hear your music. But I've seen a couple of your music videos and I think they're amazing. I want to talk about three of them. So we have three 
we have CSC and then we have the C. Do you mind telling us about your music and kind of sharing that with us? Yeah. Yeah. So um, Forever started out as a solo bass record. And um, I actually got an out of the blue call from a, a friend of mine. I didn't know him well at the time when he called me. Um, in fact, it was a number that I didn't even have saved in my phone. And I'll never forget the day because I had just finished uh, mastering Rise, my first album. And I was feeling like very accomplished. And I was on the beach in Florida. I was on tour with another artist. Um, but I, somebody told me to pick up the phone. So I picked it up and it was Shazad. And he's like, hey, it's Shazad. Um, Josh, you really need to record a solo bass album. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> But then um, he was like super encouraging and and offered me studio time at my favorite studio in, in Brooklyn that he actually owns. And so I was like, okay. <clears throat> so I hung up the phone and just thought for a moment and I was like, wow. You know, I felt super accomplished, but there's more to do. You know, there's more music to make, uh, different music to make. So it was sort of, just like a, an experience, a moment that I'll never forget. So I started it shortly after that call, however long ago that was, and then had to, had to go back on tour and finally was able to put out Rise during the pandemic, um, which I was happy about. Um, it seemed to touch a lot of people's souls at, at, a, at a difficult uh, point in time, maybe for, for us all. And then I was able to devote more time during the pandemic to, to forever. So like, like I said, it initially started as a solo based project and then it branched out with me playing um, other instruments on it. And then it got to the point where I would strongly hear a friend's voice on a song here and there. So the record is, if this, the songs are either just me and me playing other instruments in addition to it or one other person on a track. And um, it was actually a beautiful thing um, because it started out open conceptually, just like seeing how far I could take the bass, um, you know, to create like guitar-like sounds from the bass and things of that nature. But, you know, there was so much going on in the world that all these concepts started coming um, that led me to the name forever. And <clears throat> my thoughts behind that were um, just music for any occasion that like that can kind of serve a, as a backdrop for a very versatile listening experience and depending on, or just like background music, or if you really want to dive in and, and be introspective, it could, the music could be there for you as well. Um, also reflections on on love and not just like sig significant others but um i just feel like the pandemic brought to the forefront the very important things in life like who uh who has love for you and who do you show love um uh as well as legacy and the overall concept is like i would say is like a, a letter to tomorrow is what forever is and so Thank you, man. Oh, I'm, I'm I like that. Uh, That's grateful cool. that it was like a perfect storm um, of what was happening in the world and 
and Shazad for whatever reason calling me. Um, it just seemed like the the timing was perfect and and I just feel very proud of it. I'm proud of Rise as well, my first album, but I feel like just like song to song, um, it tells this this story in a, in a maybe in a deeper, more um, more evolved way for me as an artist. And I think it's a it's the most intimate portal into my musical and personal sentiments uh, that is out there in the world today. So I'm grateful to have it out in the world. I love that you said it's like a letter for tomorrow. I think that that was a great way of summing up the album. And I did have the opportunity to listen to it. And like I said, I still love three. Three is a really just, I think you did an amazing job with everything, of course. But I think it's just important to to highlight a lot of the songs that you've been able to be a part of. What is your favorite song that you've recorded so far? Or do you have a favorite? Wow, that's tough. Three was actually funny enough, the first song uh, recorded for the project. So that's definitely a special one. Um, and it's a special number for me because, it, um, like I said, it's just my, uh, myself, my mom and dad. And so that's kind of an ode to that, that special number. And then, you know, my immediate family. Um, family is another one that kind of takes me somewhere and lulls me to sleep in a, in a good way. Uh, it's very relaxing and um, there's a lot of, you know, meaning behind that. Um, and I hope that the listener is able to find theirs as well. Um, and then forever kind of happened almost by accident. And um, I don't even know how that, that came to be. It was a moment of, you know, reflecting on different things on, you know, losing heroes in the world and, you know, thinking about the whole legacy thing and and everything. And it just, that song came in an instant. And um, it also, what's important about that song is like, I knew exactly what I wanted to call it, like kind of immediately after. And then that also uh, became the name of the album too. So that's a, a special one for me too. I, I think the album is amazing. If you guys have not heard Forever or Rise, um, I really want you guys to check it out and be able to listen to it because I think it's going to be inspiring for you um, to know that you can never give up on your dreams and that even during a pandemic that you can still pursue your interests and in being able to share with the world your talents. And so I thought it was both albums are great, but I'm just really forever just stood out to me because there's a lot of songs that just really resonated with my soul. So I really appreciate that you were able to put out that such great work in a time where we all needed to hear something positive and to be able to connect um, with others in a different way. And I'm just glad that you're able to now at least have concerts and I know things are opening back up in, in many different ways for people. And I want artists like you to, to definitely have a following and for people to start to listen because I think like this is what we need. Music, as I've always said, is a healing. And I love talking to the guests, especially the musicians, because you guys speak from a different purview than than most people are used to experiencing things and being able to hear you talk about it and then also being able to hear the music. It's just another way for us to connect and follow your journey. Um, so I'm just very grateful, Joshua, not only for you being here, but just releasing stuff that we, we will be able to hear for many years to come. Oh, thank you. Oh, it's no problem. So Josh, 
I have one other question before I ask the final question. Um, the final question I ask everyone is, of course, um, how can they find you? But before we get to that question, I want to ask you, if you could tell your younger self one piece of advice, and you can give your younger self a piece of advice, what advice would you give? I would give my younger self the, the advice to intentionally go with the flow. And, and what I mean by that is like, is keeping a vision for yourself. And what I've been learning as of late is, is seeing um, or seeing yourself down the road actually makes you appreciate the present moment more and finding the balance within that, not like overly like, Oh, I want to do this and I, I have to do this. So you're leaving room for yourself to go with the flow, but you also, you know, have goals, you have, you know, some sort of plan as well. Um, I would also say uh, give yourself time. Give yourself time. You know, um, we can be stretched in many different directions, but it's important to just allot yourself some time to, to you know, sit and, and think and, and be grateful and, and give yourself love and respect that that you may need because that's the power that we have as as people we can um consistently just uh love ourselves more and uh, i think when we do that others um kind of follow and and we're not dependent upon other others view of ourselves you know we can consistently uh love ourselves and 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 if we can do that then we can also put love out into the world which i think um is vastly important. Um, let's see. One other thing is just enjoy the journey. Is what I would say too. Just relish, relish in the moment, and uh, have have a great time. I love that. I mean, I think a lot of us forget about the journey. We're we're trying to reach so many goals or trying to obtain certain accolades in our career and we forget about what the beginning steps what it take to even get to where we are and so I think that's great advice I think that's great advice to the youth that are listening if there's anyone um, or even if there's someone who's um, in the older generation who's planning on pursuing a different career like this is great advice to kind of just enjoy each part of the process and being able to be aware of what it took for you to get to where you are and what it's going to take to maintain that feeling um, is is vital, especially when you're pursuing different career choices that, you know, there's a lot of people out there who are musicians and who are trying to get their big break. And I love to say like success is not measured by how many numbers of followers. It's about how many souls and people you're touching and the experiences that you're you're having with people and how you leave people after that experience. I think that to me is worth more than a million streams, you know, and so that's what I love about Black Canvas is that I get to to choose, you know, if there's a connection between myself and the guests and if we're going to even set it up. And Josh, I think, is not only a genuinely great human being, but I think that he has a great message and he has a lot of willpower and love and honesty and caring um, spirit and resiliency to get where he is. And he's going to continue to prosper. So we're grateful to have you, Josh. And can you tell our listeners where can they find you and um, if there's anything else you would like to plug, if there's anything coming up soon that we can kind of look for. 
can find me at instagram.com slash Joshua Crumbly. And my last name is spelled C-R-U-M-B-L-Y. And um, I'm also, my music is on all of the platforms, Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal. Um, and yes, I do have lots more music coming out very soon. Um, looking to put out the next project uh likely next fall so please be on the lookout for that and also uh, more shows for forever coming up that's awesome and so you guys um i will actually have josh back very soon uh, we'll be scheduling another um episode for him but we'll have him on our other podcast which is space between so if you guys have not followed space between or heard of it yet it is my second podcast so we would do more behind the scenes questions uh, we will have live music updates. It's kind of very similar to like an unplugged version of um, getting to know our, our speakers and our, the lives of new people out there who are trying to make it in their careers. And I love that I just launched Space Between last week. And so we're working on building, of course, our network and sharing um, different resources and different guests and things that they're doing. And I'm grateful to have Josh. Josh said he wanted to be a part and we we would love to have him very soon. So look out for Josh very soon on Space Between. And thank you guys for listening to our next episode of Black Canvas. And Josh, thank you for being a part of Black Canvas. Oh, such a pleasure, man. It was so fun getting to speak with you. And it's going to be a great day here on out because I got off to a great start talking with you, man. Oh, well, I got out to a great start talking with you as well. And so we love that you're here, Josh. And let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. All right, Josh, well, you have a great rest of your evening and thank you for being a part of Black Canvas. All right, bye. Thank you.